everybody, and welcome to the Pro Series. I'm your host, Eric Dillman. We are on episode 21. Um, today's guest, her name is Shay Holland. She is a interior designer on the new HGTV show called Unfinished Business. Um, this episode is a little bit different because we actually recorded this interview back in February of 21. So it's been a year. Um, when we recorded it, it did not have a title of the show. It didn't have a premiere date of the show. So we were really just talking about the show, the concept, um, a little bit behind it and how Shay got to be a designer on this show. Um, but now um, I'm excited to show you this episode. Um, hopefully you have seen the HGTV show, Unfinished Business. If not, make sure you go see it. So season two could happen. Um, and also go and follow Shay Holland on Instagram. So I hope you enjoy episode 21. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. All right. I heard you, you have a family member from Pittsburgh as well. Um, yeah, we're, my whole family is pretty much from Pittsburgh. In fact, my mom was like, ask him what area of Pittsburgh he's in. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I'm in uh, Cranberry Township, so it's outside of a little bit, bit north of Pittsburgh. Okay, so yeah, we're from, uh, well, it used to be called uh, like East Liberty, Garfield Hill area, kind okay. of near to so, Yeah, so cool. Do you come back and visit? You know, most of the family is uh, gone now, so we haven't been uh, back in a few years, but we used to come every holiday season, so it's been a while now, though. Oh, so this <laughs> yeah small world i know i know yeah, yeah it'll definitely be home and we still root for the Steelers, of course <laughs> good yeah I'm reading about your um past you have a very very interesting past of home renovating um in the field and can you explain a little bit how you got into it and from your start of your childhood yeah, sure, definitely. So my dad is um, retired military and had been in the army for a long time. And when he came back to uh, civilian life, needed a job and took one as a home remodeler working with a company that was doing that. But he still had PTSD. And so he was nervous about going, you know, into the small spaces and the mid we were in the Midwest at the time. And a lot of those houses have, you know, uh, uh, crawl spaces, you constantly have to get under the sink for something or in the attic. And so he started taking me along, even though I was probably six or seven. And He'd be like, go look and see if there's a link under that kitchen sink. And I don't, I don't know. It was just a whole nother world. You know, you got to see the side of homes that most of us never think about, you know, crawling into the crawl spaces to see if the previous owners left anything. And um, just something about seeing, you know, just the pipes and the bricks and the tools that they were using. It was just all fascinating to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so going with your dad, so your dad worked for a company. He didn't do this on his own, right? No do it on his own and it was really just kind of a, a temporary thing but he always loved to make things with his hands and so one of the other things he was doing with me when I was a kid was um, we would go scouring the countryside for antiques and just any kind of thing that he uh, th that other people saw as junk he could see value in refinishing it and so a lot of times he would take me to you know old farms or we would go out into you know the the land side and look for stuff that had been discarded and he taught me how to refinish furniture as well so it was really a love of also working with my hands learning how to actually take a piece that everybody thinks is just a bunch of junk and underneath all those layers is actually a treasure that just is waiting to be found yeah instead of throwing it away you're reusing it and bringing it back into the space that's awesome yeah so did that lead into your wanting to get your contract contractor license 
Yeah, it was a, a lot of years in between there of um, studying journalism and, and getting on that track. But um, I always, 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 always loved design. It was always something in the back of my mind. I just didn't see for some reason um, at the time about going to architecture school. I kind of got sucked down into communications, and which was a, a good fit. But I always wanted to do something with homes. And so um, before I got my contractor's license, I went to work with Habitat for Humanity. And um, there you get to, you know, do everything from, you know, I, I was doing the roofing, I think from day one, you know, just things that you never imagined that you would get to learn and do and stayed with them for many years, just learning the ins and outs of how to actually build a house from the ground up. Yeah. And did that lead into your being an associate for ASID? Yeah, it all tied together. So after learning how to build houses, I decided I wanted to um, get my contractor's license. And so I started going to school at night to you know, learn everything that I needed to learn about getting my license. And then from there, I went on to write a newspaper column. I saw this um, newspaper, they were looking for someone who could write about architecture and interior design. It was a booming community. And I thought this will help me to learn even more because it was a small publication. I had to do all the research, I had to do all my own interviews. And so I had to do a lot of studying to understand the questions that I needed to ask as well. And from there, it's kind of funny. Um, people started, you know, reading it, started liking my ideas. And my first client, her name was Diana, and she owned this spectacular house at the top of this, you know, uh, high area. And she said, I've been reading, you know, your column and I'd love for you to come design my space. And I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm not I'm not really a designer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. So you got your viewers from, or you got your following basically from the column in the paper or the, what you were writing in for the architecture and interior design? Yeah. And it was pre-internet, I believe, or okay. the internet was in very early stages. So I'm kind of old, but um, it was um, actually, I can't remember to be honest with you. I just know that was where my clients started coming from. And this woman, um, Diane, who hired me to be uh, her designer, it was a beautiful, gorgeous home with spectacular views. And she then asked me to do her mom's house as well, because she was so happy with how this had turned out. So I ended up doing her mom's house in that same area. And from there, other neighbors started to say, hey, can you, uh, you know, do my house? And then Diane came back to me and she said, we're building a new house in Bend, Oregon. Can you do that house as well? And so a lot of it was word of mouth and other were people that knew my work from Habitat and I was working with the architectural team at Habitat and helping to create the actual plans for the houses and some of the architects were like hey uh, you know we need a designer on this project so it just kind of all built and grew and I was looking at become, working with um, ASID becoming an associate um, designer with uh, um, the uh, you know, AS ideas, as, as we call it, American Society of Interior Designers. Mm -hmm. um, I still wasn't fully pursuing design as my career and as my life. I still was, um, you know, that, that major foot and major part of my life has always still been in journalism until now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, so you were on TV um, as a, were you an anchor or what yeah. were you in the news? Yep, I was doing television news and uh, reporting and anchoring and um, really, uh, you know, just kind of fell into that after grad school. My degree is in communications and um, just couldn't see how to quite make that transition, a bold move. You know, just I think there was a lot of fear, especially since, you know, design is so subjective and it's constantly changing. And to be a success at it, I, I didn't quite see how to. Um, yeah, I guess I wanted a guarantee and really there isn't going to be a guarantee and you just kind of have to make the leap at some point. But even all the way up until this year, I still hadn't made the leap and I, I actually was working very hard in the communications world here in LA 
And I was doing an interview with um, a, a talent development executive and she was running late. And I happened to have been doing something with power tools that day. And I said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I was running late from coming from this job site that I was working on. She said, you were using power tools? And I said, well, of course, doesn't everybody? And she said, no, do you understand that that's <laughs> go? And um, so it was from an interview that led me to uh, HGTV because the very next day, literally, there was a casting for a designer for a new HGTV series that was coming out. And I kept thinking of her words the day before, like, don't you understand that there's a market for a woman that knows how to use power tools? And even though this was a designer position, uh, I just... I, I kept thinking about it all day long and I realized this, this, this might be the opportunity that marries my hosting and journalism and my love of design. Yeah, it combines them both perfectly together. <laughs> so, Couldn't have been better. No, no, not. So how do you have, are you allowed to say anything about the show? Like any details? Um, you know, it's a show that we, we just wrapped literally, I think last week or the week before. So it's been tough shooting during COVID. We had some delays. So we were hoping that it would air starting in April, but it's looking more like the fall just because of the way things went. We were very fortunate to be able to continue shooting, um, even though we did have to take a couple of uh, times where we had to stop because of um, people getting COVID. Um, but we followed so many safety protocols. I've never been tested so many times in my life. <laughs> And the show itself, um, I say the way I would describe it, it is a new series and it's a little bit of a departure for HGTV and that it's going to tell much more of the stories of the homeowners. Sometimes, you know, you, you see the HGTV shows and the team comes in and they meet the family and then the family goes away somewhere. This is very different. This time the families are gonna be a part of the process from beginning to end. And so you're, you're gonna hear their stories. You're going to get to know the families on a much deeper level. And so I guess I would describe it kind of it's a feel-good show, so extreme makeover, home edition meets fixer-upper um, is the way that I describe it. And so it really is watching a, a family that's been in the process of having unfinished projects for some, for whatever reason, usually life dealt them a blow. And uh, they weren't able to finish their projects and their homes have been in limbo since, you know, they weren't able to use their kitchen for years and in some cases or whatever it might be because it flooded. And so we go in and we help them finish the project that was unfinished and um, really, help to transform the family back to maybe where they they had been so it's it's it'll it'll make you uh cry i think <laughs> so they're, they're a part of the planning and the design process as well yeah not as much on the design side but i do sit down with the families i do get their ideas but we really did want to leave some element of surprise yeah. so even I sit down with them and I really try to understand their story, which is the journalist in me. I'm fascinated at their stories. And so I wanted to create spaces that help tell their stories and help their family move in a direction that is going to be positive for the family. So they don't get to actually see everything I'm doing until the, the reveal day, but they, I've listened to them. And so I've really tried to incorporate what they're going to love, what's going to make their hearts happy rather than just imposing my design style on them. That's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to that because it's, I mean, it sounds so different and it's going to stand out to all the other shows that not just on HGTV, really any network um, that has to do with home renovating. Yeah, that's our goal. That's definitely the goal. Um, it was a pioneering show. That's awesome. So are you going to be the main host? Like the main? So I, three of us. That's a good question. Oh, okay. And um, there's a guy named Tom Reaver who is kind of the uh, the coach, I guess, the coach host. So he'll probably, you'll see him on camera the most. And ironically, what's so strange is I never met my co-host before day one. And the uh, Tom and I are from the same small town in the Midwest. Our families mm -hmm. live about a mile and a half apart. That and is crazy. 
crazy. So we were like, this is a sign. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Like, um, and then the other person is a contractor. His name is Greg Smith. And so there's the three of us. So I'm the designer. So we each had very clear lanes. So Tom is really working with the family to help them resolve some of the issues because oftentimes on our show, um, there, there's, you know, like I said, there was a history of why the project wasn't able to be finished. And, and sometimes that caused some, you know, emotional issues in the family that Tom kind of as a coach host works through. And then Greg is helping the family actually do the hands-on construction, helping with the contractors. And then I'm doing the design. And so you'll see each of us in our very different roles come, but it all comes together. Awesome. I can't wait for the show coming. So it's coming around the fall time. Yes, that's what we've been told coming in the fall. So we'll see how season one goes. What was so unusual about this show too, the network had such faith that, that in it that we didn't have a pilot. We didn't have a chance to test this out on audiences. Like I so said, we hadn't even met before day one. I was hired so fast that it would make your head spin because they actually had Tom on hold for a year and a half. He had been assigned to a show a year and a half ago. They couldn't find the right team. And then COVID hit and other things. And so Tom had been signed a year and a half ago and they were on the last day of casting when I saw the casting announcement. They had been looking for someone nationwide for months and months, but I never had heard about the casting. So it was on that last day when I literally came home. I think I got my stuff into him about two o'clock in the morning. I literally sat here and made a reel um, of you know different things of me you know rolling out a carpet or something I didn't really have a design reel and so that was part of what had hindered me in the past from keeping me from moving forward but this time I thought I'm just going to do it I'm just going to do the best that I can I'm going to tell them my story and it caught their attention and I literally got the call the next morning hey um, you're at the top of our list and I thought you've never even met me <laughs> yeah that but shows was, how much uh, faith they have in the show because usually, they, you know, they're spending like fifteen dollars to $20,000 for the, just a the sizzle before they even get to the pilot. So they're just like green carding it all the way to the first episode. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're really excited. Um, and we can't wait to see what audiences think in the fall. And hopefully, like I said, the stories will resonate with people. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I can't wait to watch the show and um, keep in touch in the future. And I want to make sure everybody follows you on Instagram at Shay Holland official and make sure they stay tuned to um, that your Instagram account for any announcements on the specific day in the fall or whenever your show comes back on to HGTV. Sounds great. Thank you so much for this time today, Eric. Thank you so much, Shay. And keep in touch. Will do. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>